You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. I hope y'all are doing well, doing well. First, I wanted to thank everyone who joined me for the Power Cafe Writing Workshops that I hosted this month. So I hosted two writing workshops for the month of April, and it was just super, super dope and amazing to create space, to fellowship, and to write with other dope women and just hear their stories, to share my story and listen to music together. Like the whole thing was just a beautiful thing to experience. So I thank you for everybody who joined. If you didn't join, but you sent the um, link to a friend, if you're interested and want to know next time, I'm just thankful for the interest and for those who did join. Super thankful for you all. You really made um, National Poetry Month special for me and it was just unmatched. So I thank you for that. And if you want to stay up to date with additional things I'm doing, like for example, I also hosted a Bible plan reading together. I mean, I didn't really do anything special, but definitely posted a link and then a few ladies joined me in reading a Bible plan together and we left comments and there's a comment section at the end of each day. So we were just kind of laying out our thoughts there and it's just something different about doing the plan, but actually putting your thoughts out with other people, them to receive it, for them to like it, for them to respond. And it just makes you appreciate the text in a different way. So I want to thank you to everybody that joined in that as well. So if you want to stay up to date for any additional power cafes, any additional bottle plans, or any other things that I conjure up, um, be sure to follow the podcast page on Instagram at Power in Pros Podcast. I'll be dropping all the deets, links, and info there and also I post some other pretty cool content too. So for this episode we are back with another installment of our authentically authenticating series. Last episode we spoke about how the root of our authentic origin begins with a thought. Everything that you claim, name, and aspire to be begins with a thought. So last episode we spoke about how to be authentic is to be thought of as genuine while authenticity is seen as having a genuine quality. And to deliver a genuine quality, you must deliver consistently. And for you to deliver consistently, you have to stand in the light of your truth. So today, we're going to be diving into the exercise of standing in the light of your truth consistently, what that means, what it looks like, how easy it is, and some practical steps that can help you get there in the moments that it's not easy. And so that's what we're going to dive into today. But first, we're going to get into the Power Punch of the Week. I didn't cry out, so you didn't answer me. I didn't pray, so you couldn't hear. Wasn't clothed in your strength, thus I felt weak. Didn't walk by faith, so I felt fear. I'm learning that silence isn't always golden. Sometimes it's a veil, cloak, hiding truth. Silence can hold darkness disguised as humility, dressed up as peace. Can be something we learned at a time in our youth. What happens to a dream whispered aloud? Does it lose its flavor? Do you tarnish its zeal? 
when you dare to say what it is you think about, doesn't it solidify and become more real? Perhaps you need more than a confession of fantasy. It may take effort and grit and grime, but once you incorporate a practice of professing your power, you'll be sure to win every time. This piece is all about literally what this show is about, professing your power. So to be really honest with y'all, I came to a moment where I wasn't praying as much, I wasn't praying as long, and it didn't have the, the same level of investment that I usually have. And so that's why I start off the poem with saying, I didn't cry out, so you didn't answer me. I didn't pray, so you couldn't hear. There are many a times where we feel like everything's fine, we're figuring it out, or we don't need to talk to somebody, we don't need to talk to God, like whatever that is. And But we're looking for answers, we're looking to be comforted, we're looking for a way through. So if you don't cry out, Who's going to answer? If you don't pray, then you can't let it be like, I don't know if God's hearing me or seeing me down here. You know what I mean? And so when I go to the second chunk of the piece, I talk about I'm learning that silence isn't always golden. Sometimes it's a veil. The veil has been torn. You have a connection with God at any time. We have connections with our family. This, um, through technology, this time is really unveiling that for us. So it really, you don't need to physically see people or get the accolades that you used to get. You don't need to wear your clothes out and about to get affirmation. We have access to all of that stuff. And silence is not golden. If you are suffering, if there's something that you need, staying quiet about it isn't going to get you closer to where you're trying to go. So 100%, implore you guys to not let silence hold darkness for you. Don't let silence be disguised as humility, where you're just trying to stay humble, put your head down and do the work. It's like, you need to do the work, which is what I talk about at the end, but you don't want something that's dressed up as peace. You want actual peace. And sometimes actually talking about the things that we don't want to talk about gets us the peace that we so desire. Um, and then in the last chunk of the piece, I ask a simple question. I ask a simple question. I want you to think about it as you listen to the remainder of this episode, after, and even journal it, if you if you will. What happens to a dream whispered aloud? What happens to a dream whispered aloud? We always ask um, from the famous poem, what happens to a dream deferred? And people wonder what happens if you don't dream at all, all these things. But then we just have our dreams and we just holding them captive. We, we're too scared to move. We don't want to tell nobody what's up. We don't want to tell ourselves half the time. So I want you to go there. Think about it. What happens to a dream whispered aloud? Does it lose its flavor? Do you tarnish its seal? What happens when you dare to say what you think about? What happens when you dare to begin to write a plan to bring the thing into form? What happens when you invite somebody else along on the journey? What happens? What happens? And you're going to need effort and grit and grime to make it happen. But when you can say what it is that's going on, that can really, 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 really begin to shift the culture and move mountains for you. And where you're trying to go. So with this power punch, that's really the punch. And actually my favorite line of this whole piece is what happens to a dream whispered aloud. Meditate on that. Think on it. 
write it out and dare to wonder what would happen if you said what you actually think about out loud. Okay, so I want to share some practical steps that can get you comfortable in the exercise of standing in the light of your truth. Remember that the goal is consistency, not perfection. So we won't always get things right. We'll be standing in a new place and that can be uncomfortable in certain moments. Finding a new piece of your identity and choosing to stand in that, even if it's genuine, may take a bit of tenacity on our end before it begins to completely feel natural. So I want you to understand that there's some ebbs and some flows that are going to come into play, but they're all for the benefit of being consistent. Once you're consistent with them, they'll start to fit on like a glove and it'll be easy to move about and stand in that light more often and shine your light for others. So the first thing that we have to do is remove the stigma that there is no room for your authentic self to shine. We create so many, and actually we create too many narratives in our head, which evolve into excuses of why we can't settle into ourselves. And that's what happens. There are narratives that we create that evolve into excuses on why we can't be who we actually want to be. And it, it starts to be a cycle of creating a stigma that actually doesn't exist. We think about our age, the level of knowledge we have, our friend groups, what others are going to say about us, who we used to be, who we currently are. And all those things begin to form a storm of excuses for us. And we can't move forward. Don't accept things as fact if they aren't. You're not too old. You're not too young. If you don't have as much knowledge about something to get you to where you desire to be, read up. Libraries are actually, at least here in New York, they're doing um, more ebooks and stuff online for you to get some knowledge. There are a bunch of things, and people even on Instagram that are doing master classes and quarantine cons there's an array of places that are giving more access for you to get knowledge for you to read up on something so don't let that be something that can evolve into an excuse for you remove that stigma remove that blockage that you feel is there if you currently aren't there don't let that serve as an excuse let it serve as a notice that you need to incorporate some new exercises to kickstart a shift so if we go back to the previous episode of authentically authenticating a thought, we talked about how our, we need to hold our thoughts captive. That's point blank period. Let this be a reminder that you don't have to own every thought that you have. You do not have to own every thought that you have. Work through letting go of your thoughts, of images, and of narratives that serve as obstacles for you standing in your truth. If it doesn't serve you and where you're thinking to go in your mind's eye, when we were talking about what happens to a dream whispered aloud, if you whisper something out loud and you kind of wince a little bit because where you're at or the thing that you're currently standing in doesn't really align with that, it's okay. But you want to take that those thoughts captive, those actions, those habits captive and think about how you can shift it. Don't let it be the blockage or the obstacle that stops you from getting there. You want to recognize it so that way you know what you're up against and what might need to shift or put in a little bit more work in a certain area 
for you to get where you want. But you want to be sure that you remove the stigma that there's no room for your authentic self to shine. There's always room for you. If you are alive, that is a surefire sign that there is room for your authentic self, your being, everything that you come with to shine as brightly as you can and impact as many lives as you can in this earth. Your breath alone is the confirmation that you need, but you might have, and rightfully so, we pick up these things throughout our lives and they do create stigmas in our head of ourselves, of how we'll be perceived. And over time that builds up and it's hard to, to walk through that in strength. And so take your thoughts captive, realize where they come from, what's the root of them. And then once you begin to assess, they automatically begin to lose their power. Number two, embrace the parts of you that need to change. Embrace the parts of you that need to change. As you begin to understand what your truth is, you may need to also begin to understand that there are parts and pieces that work against the light shining inside of you. Don't ignore those pieces. A lot of people notice something, they recognize something, or somebody else calls it out, and we either get defensive or we ignore it completely. Don't ignore the pieces of your identity that are less favorable, get to know them. Where does it come from? What triggers that emotion? What prompts you to respond in said way? You wanna evaluate everything that comes before you. Embracing the parts of where you are currently are that you wish to change automatically begins to loosen that grip and validity in your life point blank period the facts about yourself are what you accept so if there's something that's going down that's cool but when you decide to no longer accept a piece of you as your genuine truth you can accept that it's a challenge to change so you can accept like you know that you have a habit of something that might be less favorable you don't have to accept that habit as part of your identity you can change what you feel is no longer a part of who you are. So going back to the previous episode, if I accepted that my genuine nature was a girl with an attitude, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now. It just wouldn't happen. I wouldn't trust myself with a mic because I would think I would get too frustrated when the tech doesn't go right or when my sound isn't right or when I can't record in the studio like normal and I'm recording at home, whatever would happen, I would automatically go into an attitude. So that's something that I decided was not a piece of my identity. It's not who I wanted to become. But I did have to be realistic and acknowledge that at times I do have an attitude. That's just kind of the facts, you know what I mean? But by not accepting that as a part of my identity, I can embrace the path of making the adjustments that I need. So by saying that I can sometimes have a habit of being quick to anger or showcasing my discomfort in a way that makes people uncomfortable and things like that, it automatically loses power because now I'm already even be saying that sometimes instead of saying I'm a girl with the attitude, that sounds like a present and a future thing. When I say that 
sometimes I do things in a way that might make people uncomfortable. Okay, now we, I'm being considerate of other people. I'm being self-aware of how I'm coming off. And then I also, even by putting the sometimes in there, that confines that habit and that behavior to a certain moment in time. Therefore, it's not a part of my identity because I'm me 24-7 all day long. You know, and so just by that simple language change, which that sentence that I said could really have been better, but even that, my initial reaction of how I wanted to shift that, that already diminishes the power that my attitude can have over me, over how I interact with other people. And I can stand a little bit straighter because I have reclaimed something. So there's a difference in the habits you have and the genuine truth of your identity. Don't accept a habit as a personality trait. Do not accept a habit as a personality trait. If you overeat, that is a habit, but it doesn't make you who you are on the inside. Examine what you are basing your truth on. Ask yourself, is this simply a habit or is it who I am? And once you even have that delineation of if something's a habit versus who you are, that can even shine a light for you. That can even help you to walk authentically in who you are because you're starting to examine habits that you have. And maybe some of your habits help for your light to be illuminated. It helps you to be at your best self. And those are the habits that you want to tend to, to cultivate and to keep, to get you some mentors that are doing that same thing. And they can inspire you to be better and to grow. And then when you realize habits that aren't serving you as strongly, you can then begin to put tactics and exercises in place to get rid of that. But you 100, 100%, 100% want to embrace the parts of you that need to change and not avoid them. To be authentic, to be genuine, and to do that repeatedly, you got to know what's the real. So if you're ignoring some stuff, that doesn't help you identify the real. Third, you're going to have to un follow some people. There are some pages and some hashtags that we are following that are uh, that we're allowing to plant seeds of thoughts that work against our truth in our head. And then that goes back to why we need step one, because it's creating a stigma of something. It's informing your thought process about things in a skewed form, in a skewed form. So you want to take the time to do sleep control all and delete some things from your feed examine what shows you watch some of those may not be feeding you either and this is a simple thing that can have great impact I don't follow people often there are some people's stories that I have to mute and I take it even by channel so there are certain people that I can follow on Instagram that I can't follow on Twitter so their outfits look great. Every once in a while, they post a quote on their Insta story and it's boom, bop, bam. Like, thanks, girl. You motivated me to put on some real clothes today or like whatever. But some words that people put out into the world, some things that they quote, tweet, some images that they put on Twitter, since it's a little bit different of a forum, I cannot deal with. And that's just the realness about it. And so there are plenty of people that I follow on one channel that I don't follow in every channel that I have. But it's because I know that for me, 
with Power and Prose, with my writing, with the writing workshops, I'm a person who values words. And I'm a person who I let words seep in. I think about them in a different way. And so if I'm reading words on Twitter and your words that you spew out are a little too far left for me, I'm going to hit you with the unfollow with the quickness. And it's all love and it's me as well, but it's for me. That's a wellness exercise for myself. But your pretty picture of you at brunch, girl, I'm going to double tap all day long. Like, I support it. And so I think if there's any guilt that you may have with unfollowing people or a hashtag because you wanted to support or somebody told you to follow this page and they be sending you the pages in a DM sometime and you don't want to make it seem like you're not following it, hey, let that go. Let it go. If there's any page or person or hashtag that you are following that's not serving you that is a simple step to help reframe the information that you are digesting daily hit the unfollow fourth thing is you want to write it down use the time you have to write down your authentic truth your genuine qualities for this practice you can ask yourself a few questions who do I want to be? Who do I feel like I am? What do I feel is my lighthouse quality? And I would define a lighthouse quality as what draws people to you. Let those three things kind of guide you. But of course, free write. Whatever flows into your mind. We're going back to the power punch. What happens to a dream whispered aloud? Use the page to whisper some things out loud to yourself. Make it plain as possible. When you write things down, the next step, read it aloud. This makes it come alive in your own voice and it adds validity to what you wrote. It makes it real. It can jump off the page and fall into your natural order of how you do things, how you're starting to see things because you made it that clear to yourself who you want to be who you feel like you are and your lighthouse quality so then if somebody does approach you or seems drawn to you in a certain way you might be able to pinpoint why now and let that be a, a positive thing for you to have an anchor in or to understand how you are drawn to other people how you're drawn to certain events that are happening because you were able to write those things down writing is a good 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 practice to get out of your own head Placing things on paper helps you to process in a different way and at a slower pace. A lot of the times when people share that writing is hard for them or they couldn't really get into a groove of it, um, they mention how their mind is moving faster than the pen. They can't really capture everything that they're trying to say or all the thoughts that they have. They couldn't really put it on a page. And that's because it's uncomfortable to, or I won't even just say uncomfortable, I think that it takes time to train our minds to process at a slower rate. We have trained ourselves to process quick, 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 as quick as possible. And when we allow the pen to guide us and set our pace, we can fully digest the thoughts that are coming into our heads. And that'll even help with taking thoughts captive. You can't even take your thoughts captive and understand What's the root of them? Where they're coming from? How this impacts things? What actions did you take because of the thought that you had? Because our thoughts come lightning speed. They come in and out, in and out, in and out so quickly 
that we don't have time to truly digest them and understand where they come from and how it impacts our identity, how if it even is genuine to us, if it's something that we've been doing consistently or if it's something that's sparked up and is new. And so writing is a huge thing that holds power that we don't even realize simply by using our brains in a different way by allowing information to live at a slower pace and by professing it out loud and adding your voice to it adding the cadence of certain words that you might put extra emphasis on even that can be revealing and freeing to be honest and so even with the writing workshops i think that was something that was so great um one young lady had mentioned how She's like, my style is not poetry or whatever. It's kind of like Moesha writing her diary. I'm like, girl, that is fine. Like, share your truth or whatever. And so for her to share and do that, it was beautiful. There were still certain words. I was like, mm, like, I feel that. Like, that's real, you know? And she was able to process her thoughts about a certain situation in a new way that she wouldn't normally be able to do. And so I think a good free write, a journal moment, a rant, all those things can be great and truly, truly start to restructure some things simply because there is no structure to it. It is a dream whispered aloud in your voice and adding your voice to it. That's what makes it real. That's what makes it genuine. That's what gives it its authenticity. So the last piece I want to share with y'all is prayer. Prayer is simply a conversation but it's the most meaningful conversation you can have. Prayer is an act of release. It's a space of exchange for something greater. And it's an exercise that you can go back to often to be reminded of who you truly, truly are. Authentically authenticating takes consistency. But when you incorporate prayer into your regular practice, you increase your capacity to stand tall in the light of your truth. There are times when things are going to conflict with what we think about ourselves. It's going to be things that even we do that conflict with what we say we want to do or where we say we want to be. And when we get into our heads about that and stay there, when we don't write things down, when we don't profess stuff out loud, if we're following the wrong pages, all those things can just add up and create the silence that I was speaking against in the power punch. Silence is not always golden. You want to press through that. And so prayer is a conversation. Prayer gives you a chance to use your language. Prayer gives you an opportunity to slow things down a bit, to put things in a different perspective. And it can truly make your soul feel lighter. There are times when your to-do list isn't going to get easier. There's going to be a task that was difficult for you to do before, and it might be difficult to do the second time around as well. But if you add prayer into whatever you're doing, before you even see the result, before you even get up from the floor, before you even open your eyes, you can feel lighter and more prepared for the challenge at hand. That's where you want to be. That's the sweet spot. And even the reminders, the revelations that can come from a simple prayer that are revealed by God or by yourself that you didn't even think you were going to say and it just kind of came out, those are beautiful, priceless moments 
that happen. So prayer, prayer is a, a beautiful tool to have in your arsenal because it, it just opens up a, a new world, a new avenue, and you can truly be reminded of your authentic self. And it's something that you can go to at any time. You can do it with other people. You can do it by yourself. You can write out your prayers, which I do sometimes. And so there are just so many different ways that you can go about it. There's guided prayers. You can just do a freestyle and just chat it up while you're washing dishes. And so that's one of the most powerful and freeing conversations and exchanges that you can have to get to the most authentic and raw place that you could ever aspire to be in. So with that, I'm going to jump into the power tool. In the previous episode, the power tool was to get the truth in nothing but the truth. This week, I want you to exercise the truth you accept. Remove the stigma that your truth is invalid. That's not true. It's not true. Embrace change. Change is good. It might take some getting used to, but change is good. Unfollow people. If it don't serve you, eliminate it. Write it down and make it plain and then pray. So if you don't mind, I want to pray with y'all on this episode because that's the real meat of what I'm saying <laughs> um, is that that's that's the secret sauce. That's the thing on top of everything else that can truly be a guiding light to you building an exercise of authentically authenticating. Father God, I just want to thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice and that they are here in this moment with me digitally on purpose for a purpose, Father God. I just want to thank you for everything that you've done for us and all that you are to us. And because of our right standing with you, you've called us to be something bigger. You've called us to be something greater. And that is why we have the desires in our heart that we have. I want to thank you for our senses and for our language. You've gifted us with such a language that we can express a merit of things and that it enables us to connect with people and to connect with you in a divine way. I ask right now for an increased sense of boldness for all of your women that are listening to this right now, Father God, that we can proclaim the power that we have, that we can stand tall in it, that we don't shy away from dreaming out loud, from proclaiming what it is that has been placed on our hearts, for recognizing the things that might have to change and shift for us and not being afraid of what the other side of that looks like. You are trying to do something big on the inside of, the, of us and that bigness will be able to radiate onto others. We have that lighthouse quality inside of each of us, something that draws others in. And as we learn to cultivate that and to use that for your glory, I pray that we get deeper and deeper with you, that you are the true ever-present lighthouse. So I pray that in any moment when we get afraid or nervous, confused, or dazed by the day-to-day -day things that happen in our world, that we just come back to you in prayer no matter how hard it is whether it's one word help if it's a sentence lord help me or if it's a year-long prayer that people do at thanksgiving whatever that looks like i pray that we step fully into it 
and that we have an expectancy that you'll meet us there. Thank you for all the times that you've met us before. And because of that, that can be our grounding and our anchor that you'll have no problem doing it again. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor for how you move in our lives and how you're moving in my life with this platform, Father God. Thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. I pray that that was helpful and that it touched you in a special way that even that was an example of you haven't prayed in a minute how simple that can be literally you could just have a conversation and so if you would like to pray with me at any point please 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 hit me on instagram or in gmail we can talk separately and privately for the gmail it's power and pros at gmail.com and instagram the show's instagram is power and pros podcast my personal instagram is zest of deaths i'm down to pray convene to power move strategize at any time to do bible plans with people to exchange journal prompts um writing prompts and so Please, please, please don't be afraid to hit me up. I also love just connecting with people and sharing writing and pieces and what I'm thinking about. So that's an open invitation at all times to connect, to grow, and inspire each other on this journey. There is power in pros, y'all. We just have to lock into it. And so if you are a listener of the show, either for the first time or a faithful listener, I would love for you to rate and review the show. It truly, truly, truly means a lot. And it also serves as feedback for me to let me know what you guys are feeling and maybe even what more of what you need from me and Power and Pros. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the third and final installment of Authentically Authenticating in the next episode. And until then, be sure to follow me on Instagram for any updates as we move forward in this season. Love y'all. Bye.